STC pod and the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenters therein, without any affiliation or obligation to any establishment, either real or imagined, even if they wanted it. Now, get ready and hit start to continue. Well, look who decided to show up. Dude, I was about to dropkick this. Yeah, that's where you go up to bed. Dropkick Google Hangout into the next universe. What happened now, Dad? What can you do? Well, I went to log in, and we haven't done a Google Hangout forever, right? So it goes, uh, you, you, uh, you invite me to the chat, and I click OK. You need to install the latest Google Hangout plugins. All right. That takes two seconds. And then I kept going. Uh, what was it here? Uh, plugins are now blocked. You need to uh, click the trust button at the top of your screen. There's no trust button on the top of the screen. So I had to go into like preferences, security, and I, everything was allowed. You know what I had to do? I had to back out of everything, shut everything down, and then load it back up again. That's Google for you, no? No, that's Apple no, for you. It's not Apple. That's Apple. That was Google. So we wasted a fucking half hour on this piece of shit podcast to do a crappy record. And I got cranky Bill because he needs to go to bed early. Well, you got us doing a record in between shifts of work and we're on day shifts, which means I'm up at 4:47 every morning. And uh, you have me up late at night doing this doing this recording. Right, I, I get up at shortly after you. No. Yeah, an hour and a half later. No, no. And just cuz dad couldn't figure out the basic turn it off and turn it back on again method of fixing everything computer related because you were pressuring me how was i pressuring you because of your text messages here what come on fucker friggin apple yada 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 all the stuff i hate apple obviously i didn't swear really our listeners know i just i just tweeted out your uh or swear. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. I go, this is what I got to put up with from my partner. This is what I got to put up with. 9:30 at night. Listen. I should be chilling out in bed. I should, be, I should not be recording a podcast every week. Is what it or should two, be. Two podcasts every week. Yeah. But uh Tom Cruise has got to make those bookings. Can't wait till I go away on vacation. When is that? What is this vacation? Don't worry about it. I am worried about it. This first I've heard about it. You can get Q Dog on again. Uh really? Yeah. When is this all all your all yourself, big superstar? (laughs) Bill's a superstar. I don't know. Everyone needs their Tom Cruise fix. Really? Once or twice a week. Nobody's talking to me, so. No one's talking to you. You don't turn on any social media all day. Because that's how Tom Cruise does it. 
Got to keep uh, in the shadows. Keep people guessing. I'm on the Twitter. I'm not getting DMs. Why would people DM you? I don't know. Is that how it works? No. They just talk to you. Yeah. Oh, boy. Sorry, bro. Well, welcome, everybody, to another episode of STC Pod, your Start to Continue podcast. This is episode 188, I believe. 188. I was about to ask you that. Trousers. Oh yes. Twelve well, more. Twelve more, and I can retire. No, I'm not sure, but I'm kind of sure. I'm going out at two hundred. Big party at two hundred. We're still looking for some uh, ideas. No, we're not. STC uh, hashtag two hundred hashtag STC. We're starting the STC pod. Uh, new co-host challenge. Are we going to hold aud- auditions for a new uh, co-host for you? For me? I mean, it's for yeah. you. No. If you get to quit, I get to quit. So you can have a new, uh, someone else can deal with Tom Cruise. Because uh, I'd like to see that week in and week out. Let me tell you. Look at you. Why you got your headphones up like that? Look at don't that one is like Spider Man and way at the top of your head, just hanging on because it doesn't work the other way. I can't put it <laughs> behind my ear, it falls off. Put it so Spider Man up, <laughs> that was bitch. Oh boy, I hope this is recording. This has been so long since we uh we are going through the uh through the internet waves. We're not face to face tonight. How do you uh, wear this properly? You put one kind of behind your ear. I don't like that. Like that. And uh, OG, I man. on top of my head. That's not OG. That's crazy. Anyways, uh, had to remember how to set this up. Hopefully it's recording on YouTube and uh, you'll be able to yank that off tomorrow. Mm. YouTube, by the way, we just crested a milestone for, well, probably a good six hours. We had 200 subscribers. Oh, then what? <laughs> As predicted. One of our fembots mm. got kicked off. Seriously, that channel has been flirting with the 200 number for months and How months. How are we not more than 200 with all the great content we put out? Beats me, man. That's why I hate YouTube, man. Hate YouTube. Not only did it destroy the TNB channel before it was about to crest 1,000 subs, uh, all we do is get spammed with fembots and can't crack 200 plus i don't mind the fembots bring them on i'll take that they don't they don't give us anything well you know i takes what i can get we got some little bit of uh never mind forget it say <laughs> what was that goofy, i don't know wow you're gonna say if they gave us a little bit of something something on the side then I could tolerate a fembot here or there. A little bit of robot titty in the mouth. <laughs> well, you almost held yourself back there. Then you kept going. Yeah. Well, that was interesting. No one's you, listening anyway. You almost held yourself back from saying something. That would have been something. Yeah. Unlike some other podcasts, at least we're funny. Do you want to talk about the lesson you learned earlier this week? I learned a lesson. Yeah. No. We are not nope. talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't talk about how you got embarrassed. 
Nope. Why not? Because I said so. Why can't we talk about it? Because I said so. You were being a big tough guy talking. Not talking about it, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about something stupid you did instead. No way. Well, then change the subject. Mm. How's your sugar diet going? I don't have a sugar diet. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, my co-host Bill is on a non-sugar diet. No, that's not true. He is. Yeah, you are. You're on the non-sugar. You're on the uh, intermittent fasting. No, I'm not. So I want to know what's going on. <laughs> Nothing. I'm not on any of those. That's things. good, man. You were trying to get make yourself better. I'm sorry. So what were you doing to embarrass yourself? No. Talking about you and your intermittent fasting and non-sugar diet. I'm not intermittent fasting, and I'm on not well, a first non-sugar off, there's diet. There's nothing wrong with being on a non uh What did I say it was? Intermittent <laughs> fasting. <laughs> no, that's... Do you anyone, know what that is? Anyone besides you who is shoveling food in his mouth 24 hours a day would appear to be uh, intermittent fasting. But no, I. that's just... Dude, the look that you gave me today was ridiculous. Uh... It was out of control with that popcorn. Joe was so proud. He brought in an entire box of microwave popcorn packets. He's like, well, I got some snacks for us today. And by 11 in the morning, he had already downed two of them on his own. And I got to, uh, my corner, of my eye caught you eating that last one. And I had to just stop in awe and look at what was happening because it was a feed bag experience. I'm not making this up. You had that bag crammed right up to your mouth and you were shoveling with the other hand, the popcorn into the mouth and letting it fall back in the bag and shoveling it back in and fall back in the shovel. It was, it was a spectacle. Yeah. So that's what I saw. I don't think awe was the word I was looking for. We weren't even alone in the room. That was the crazier. You'll just eat that way in front of people. If I don't care about them, why would I care? Well, I don't know. I was more like you saw like a scary monster and you were a little bit afraid. I, I'd never seen anyone in public eat popcorn that way. That's true. It's it's like you had to get it in. uh, Well, it really is just the last, it was, (laughs) It was, it was like you were in having bag. a contest. No, it was the last dregs of the bag. So I was just trying to finish it off as fast as I no. could so I can be done with it. Because a whole bag of popcorn takes like forever to eat. Hmm. You're but wild, keep, man. Keep making more stuff up. People will believe you. <laughs> you brought it up because it's, it's true. But let, let's set the record straight here because I don't want you uh, uh, saying, you know, getting people on the wrong foot about what what's going on. I'm not. I, all I did was cut out unnecessary sugars like sugary drinks and cereals and snack bars and anything like that, that might be sugary. That doesn't mean like, uh, for instance, we'll have, um, like a granola cereal as a snack at work. That's got sugar in it. You know, I'm not cutting that out. I'll have a fruit smoothie. That's got sugar in it. Why are you so, it's like you're embarrassed about being on a no sugar diet. I'm not on a no sugar diet. Nothing wrong with that. If I was on it, less of you. If I was on it, less of you, if you're on the intermittent fasting, do you even know what that is? 
I, I'm not, I'm not dieting with quotations. All I'm doing is uh, trying to uh, be a little bit better. So we got to take control of things, you know, stuff's going downhill now. So you gotta, you gotta get into uh, control things. So that's all I'm doing. Just uh, haven't had a sodi pop in forever. Haven't never, had a cookie in forever. Oof. I never said I was going downhill. Man, I could use a cookie. Ice cream, no ice cream. Listen, no one can use a cookie. Nobody needs I could use a, a cookie. cookie. Oh my if god! Anything, uh, what? Yeah. And last week there, when there was free girl guy cookies in the room, that was crazy. I don't know how I didn't have one of those. I never did. Remember when you ate an entire package? Touch that disgusting would, stuff. <laughs> yeah, you. You pushed the sleeve of cookies down your throat like a train. Remember that? No, I don't, because it never happened. <laughs> hmm. that, that lack of sugar is causing you to hallucinate. What was I going to say? Shit. That's it. That's it. It's nothing important. Anyway, I don't know why you're embarrassed. I'm not, not embarrassed. I just you don't. Got me, you got me my glasses. You got me my... Uh, APAP machine. I'm happy. You're taking care of yourself now. Now, yeah, you're, I, fo now you're focusing on Bill. Now you're I'm, giving yourself Bill time. Getting back when, in shape. You're, you're joining a gym. That's no, awesome, I'm not. man. That's I will awesome. not join a gym. Why? Because it's a waste of money. You no, can do all that no, stuff at home. I said, what's the real reason? Because it's, it's a waste of money. No, because you're angry. You'd get angry at who there? Well, the guys in front of the mirror, you mean? Any guy in the mirror. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Any guy with the tank top on. <laughs> yes. Dagger, daggers from Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Tank tops are only for outside. I would, uh, the only way I'd join a gym is if it was to do like the sporting stuff, like racquetball or squash, or if there's like uh, a tennis court or something. I love competition, but I hate like, exercise machines that's a competition against yourself your greatest enemy you know it okay maybe some of the machines where they work in like programs where it's like uh you know like the rowing machine that simulates a rowing race kind of thing that gets me going but i because it's competition i just can't i hate machines i hate reps i hate it it's boring it's the worst it's the worst I'm getting myself on a, on a bit of a push up and uh sit up routine here at home. And that's enough. I hate that. It's enough. How many pushups do you do? <sighs> do we really have to, how many pushups do you do? I do. I go to failure. You go to failure, but I do it in between sets. Oh, look at you. How I many do pushups. Uh, do you do three? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then <laughs> what I've been doing is uh, I'll do 15 push-ups and 15 sit-ups and then have like a little breather for a minute and then do that over again. I do that four times. Okay. Then that's I, good. Then I say enough's enough with this shit. So you're like super setting, but do you ever increase the amounts that you do? Like the amount of reps? That's yeah, what you should I, be 
Well, I started at like eights, right? Then I went to tens. Now I'm at fifteens. All right, good. But enough's because enough. You, and you should alternate when you're doing your push-ups. Here um, we go. Are you in front of a mirror? <laughs> no, just uh, each each set that you do vary the distance that your hands are uh, from each other. So one Ooh. set, one set, have your fingers like uh like this, diamond shaped directly under the center of your chest. And that'll really focus on the center part of your chest and your triceps. And then the next set, do them shoulder width apart. And then the next set, spread them out just past your shoulders. So you're doing, you're hitting all parts of your chest. Well, that's exciting. Good talk. You know, you asked me and I knew this is why I never did it. You <laughs> go make me up a routine for the gym. And I said, prove <laughs> to me that you're going to do it. And I'm doing, I'm doing my thing. No, if you would have made me and start proving me doing some exercises. I just, I have been. So there, that's another thing. Cause I don't know what the stupid machines do. So someone's got a, well, one, the machines tell you exactly what they do. And I'm not going around with some guy who's uh, flexing his muscles the whole time. Telling me how great the machines are. Just someone. Do me up a little routine. So why don't you ask for, ask for a female trainer? Oh, well, one, okay. I, you go, I'm, hey, I'm, intimidated, I'm intimidated by <laughs> the males. Can you get me a female? The males. <laughs> hey, you pay for it and I'll do it. How about that? Listen, if I had half of your money, really? says the guy who's looking at buying a drone. No, I was not looking. Really? What is it? And what's this obsession with you buying a drone now? There's no, obs I just, what I'm just looking at them. I, I love them. I always have. I've always had those little mini helicopters and stuff. Uh, Listen, I think they're cool too. We work with, we know a guy from, well, I know him, but you know him through work. Uh, he bought a $5,000 drone because he's a photographer. So he uses that for some of his photo shoots, right? Mm -hmm. And even the one you were looking at was a thousand dollars plus. Yeah. It's a lot of money for something that could easily break. Well, they're so advanced nowadays. You don't even, you know, you can just push a button. It comes back to you. Then you're not really flying it. Are you? Are you saying you're flying it and it suddenly starts to go out of control? You're like, Whoa. whoa, whoa. And then you got to push the button like you do on the, uh, 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 the Nissan rogue and it starts flying itself for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I could see that. Yeah. You might get disoriented and you're going, I don't, I, I'm, I can't tell left from right. Let me just hit the button and have it return to you. And I mean, the flight times now on these things are almost half an hour and the yeah, video so that comes out is great. And it's live streaming to your display. So you can fly it from the view of the camera. First person point of view. What would you do if you were flying it and you lost control in like maiden one of the early maiden voyages it just crashes? I jump down a well. And it's done. <laughs> Find a cliff. Jump off it. That's it. Your life that is over because me. you crashed your drone. I went out uh, a buddy of mine had he flies the model airplanes, right? He just got a, a new one. He had me come out and he was flying it around and it made me nervous how far he flew this plane. Right. I'm like, 
it's so far out there. Aren't you scared? You know, you're going to lose contact or whatever. It's like, no, no. And he turns it around and it comes back. He's like, here, give it a go. Like, no, I, you know, I, it's, I don't mind watching. I don't need to give it. No, try it. Give it a go. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm like a passenger, like even on a real plane or a boat, I don't need to drive it. I just like being there. No, no, try it. Okay. And then I crashed it immediately <laughs> and I felt bad, but, uh, what can you do? He made me. Luckily it was like a hobby plane. So it, it had very replaceable parts mm. where, where the parts are very replaceable, but, uh, yeah, but helicopter, you know, uh, a quadracopter, um, that would be different. I think, I think that'd be easier. Now I've always been good at flying around the mini helicopters, flying them around the house and stuff. Except the one time when I clipped my daughter in the eye, but that was a whole nother thing. She, she moved too quick. Uh, you know, it got windy in the house. How come you don't want one of those? She, I do, man. I just don't have a 1500 bucks. And to be honest with you, you can be honest. I think I'd enjoy it, but I don't know how soon the novelty would wear off kind of thing. Right. Hello? Yeah. No, I'm thinking about it. If it would wear off on me, I imagine it would like everything, but. But yeah, it's cool. And you could take it to different places and you, you know, you try different things and maybe you could work on some kind of photography with it or something like that. But you know, it's, I just know there'd be a point where, you know, there'd be times when I wouldn't even maybe even fly it for like weeks kind of thing or even longer. And I do just get longer and longer. I don't know. Or you would just find more and more places to take it, to try it out. You know, every time you go on a little trip, you'll be taking it because these things even fold up now. Like they're so small. They're so compact. I should say not, they're not like mini, but they are small. Like they fold up to the size of, uh, of a book kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know what the rules are in terms of, uh, just talk to our buddy. If, uh, they've instigated any kind of rules or if there's areas where you're not really supposed to fly them anymore. But he's made major money too. Off his. Yeah. I think he's like, I think he got a permit. I think he told me that. So I think you need a permit if you start flying it around certain areas. Yeah, I imagine. But I don't know. But he sold footage to like uh, production companies and stuff. Licensed his footage. And that's just cash oil right there. Yeah. That would be the good thing. You wouldn't want to have to work with it, like doing wedding videos and crap like that. But if you could just shoot stuff and license out the viz for. Yeah, if you could do fun things. Yeah, that would be the way to make money back with it. But no, I was just curious and looking at these things, especially since Derek got uh, a version of it. Oh, did it? It's uh, gotten my craw a bit. Just go borrow his. Yeah, maybe. Since we didn't talk about it on last episode, did you have uh, any shows you wanted to bring up? So I don't have to hear this again. Well, before we go any further, should we maybe go through the comment section on uh, cartridgeclub.org? Uh, oh, I don't know. Do we want to really waste our airtime with that? No, I, obviously that would just be uh, a crutch to, you know, if we were to go back through the, the all the comments we have. We have many comments last week. I want to thank everybody, but certainly we don't need that crutch. 
what you're saying is we don't need to fill and pad our show content just by reading off comments. Yeah, no, we, you okay. know, we got the good. So, well, but I, I did want to thank everybody for all their comments. It was, uh, it was nice to see. And you got Tom Cruise, you got in there, wrote some stuff. I did. Right. Yeah. Good. Do I have to Tom. be Tom Cruise. Yeah, you are Tom Cruise. Oh. Are you Maverick? Are you a goose? I wanted to bring up what was going on on the phone today. Your, uh, your phone was going off a million times. Sounded like a bunch of official stuff going on. What do you mean? I don't know. Was it going off? Yeah. Your booking stuff. What was that all about? Booking stuff. More appointments. No, that was a doctor's appointment. They got changed. Another doctor's appointment. This well, is what we need to talk about. This is a, is it the iritis? Mon Monday and Tuesday this week. Monday I had uh, a dentist appointment and my daughter who's four had her second ever dentist appointment. So we went to the dentist together and she was a champ, man. She even went to the other room by herself and they cleaned her teeth a little bit. I thought they were really dirty and, you know, they put that, uh, uh, they put the toothpaste on the electric brush kind of thing and, and pulse it into your teeth. She handled that like a champ. Yeah. And then the next day I had to go to, um, uh, another doctor's appointment in the morning. It just seems like every week there's like a doctor appointment on a day off. For you, because you go see eight billion different specialists about and the one that called the one that called today was for a appointment for next week on it, but that's got pushed to the end of the month. So I I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I think you got to stop uh, stop making up stuff. You and then your... the one at the end of the month is also on the same day that I go in that night for my second uh, sleep test. Using my APAP machine. Why do you keep calling it an APAP machine? I don't know what that is. It's an APAP. What is APAP and CPAP? Are you mistaken? No. This is what the guy told me. I only know CPAP. Okay, so, Google. What's an APAP machine? According to AskTweb.org, like other PAP machines, the APAP machine is a device that is connected with a non-invasive mask to a pressure generator that is designed to deliver air pressure to keep your airways open while you sleep. Okay, now ask her what a CPAP is. It doesn't even say what the A stands for. It's positive airway pressure, but what the hell's the A for? And why do you... Who automated. told you this? I was not automated. What's CPAP then, if that's APAP? CPAP is, uh, no, ask her. Ask the dummy. Okay, Google. What's a CPAP machine? According to Eden Sleep, continuous positive airway pressure therapy uses a machine to help a person who has obstructive sleep apnea breathe more easily during sleep. Yeah, continuous positive airway. Then what's APAP? <laughs> I don't know. Who told you that? The, the sleep clinic guy. Uh, not the sleep clinic, the uh, store that sells the shit. APAP is short term for automatic positive airway pressure. As opposed to continuous. Right? APAP versus CPAP. There's also a BPAP, just so you know. 
<laughs> I think you're making this stuff up. Okay. Oh, APAP has two settings, a low pressure and a high pressure. Yeah, okay. So mine's an APAP too. So basically what it does is lower the pressure when you're when you're exhaling. So CPAP is a continuous pressure. So picture a line going straight across from left to right. APAP or auto pap is um I don't know. Yeah, it's it's what I just said. You're crazy. Auto adjustive positive airway pressure APAP. Yeah, they're all APAPs. They they all do that. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, he just told me the one I'm on is APAP. We're all APAP. Just no one says that because it's crazy. So yeah, that's when I got my follow up. So you got uh, that follow up. You got uh, iritis, dude. You got the mm. iritis, dude. Well, the iritis guy I saw uh, probably a few weeks ago. Did he say you might be pushing your glasses too far into your head every day? No, I like them up tight against my <laughs> my eyes. I don't like them down <laughs> like spectacles. <laughs> you got eyeglassitis now from pushing the glasses too tight. But uh, one of my one of my injections that I use um, that you I get might, in the I'm, locker room, I might be trying a different one that actually is supposed to help with the uh, iritis. Oh, more, more than the one that I'm on. <laughs> Ugh. heaven forbid I try and keep my eyesight. <laughs> Come on. I give, up trying, I give up trying to explain this stuff to you because you don't believe <laughs> any of it. Heaven no. forbid you go, your body uh, goes through even one third of what my body has to go through. Oh, you could be a man. How about that? You could be a man. What's the this, other. This uh, coming from the guy who doesn't eat mushrooms. <laughs> Well, I don't have to eat mushrooms. Yeah, you do. There's nothing wrong with mushrooms. They're Maybe. mushy. No, they're, they're not mushy. Yeah. I'm going to put a mushroom. I'm going to put the tip of a mushroom in your mouth. <sighs> if you know what kind of mushroom I'm talking about. Well, hey, do you want to get topical and uh, touch on this Roseanne business? I'd love to hear Joe's take on it. I'm throwing him a, a curveball. Well, Joe gets topical. I think it's a boring topic, to be honest with you. You can be honest. I'm, you know, what I'm upset about is the fact that the show was doing excellent. I was happy to see it back on the air, and now it's ruined. Yeah. Not just absolutely. for fans, but it's ruined for the entire cast and, and for the crew. And that's what I'm upset about. Even when I see clips of it and how intricate the set design was to reproduce it, and you, you just go, oh, all that is in a dumpster now <laughs> like oh man well i don't remember if you listen to it or not but i subjected myself to the joe rogan podcast only because kevin smith was on and this was the I show i actually watched that episode you bailed after 10 minutes i watched was... the home in complete entirety as i was cataloging my record collection it was the show before Roseanne was to actually come on the Joe Rogan show. And I had predicted uh, quite correctly that she would bail on that appearance, which she did. But uh, Kevin Smith and Joe Rogan did have a frank discussion about it because uh, Rogan is, uh, you know, a personal friend of Roseanne's. So he had some more insight because he actually talked to her, which I thought was 
shed some more light on it and not to give her any excuse or out, but she did lay down all the stuff that was going on with her. And don't forget, this is an old lady too. Let's not forget. She's an old lady. And you know, her excuses of the ambient thing. Okay. That might be a thing, but what I didn't realize, which is possible now, like I've told you before, I always believe everything. I believe in humanity. So when they tell me something, I believe them. And maybe this could be something, but she wrote this tweet about this person and she compared this person uh, to like the planet of the apes movie. And uh, Roseanne talking to Joe Rogan's like, I, saw this woman and it didn't even occur to me that she was a person of color. Her haircut reminded me of the Zira character in planet of the apes. And that's where that um, reference came from. And of course she was ambient cracked out. So she had no ability to um, correct herself, like see where that could be misunderstood. And that went out possible, possible. Uh, absolutely possible. I don't, I don't, I don't even know what this person looks like who she commented on, but you know, there are reasons for everything. And uh, in, in listening to, uh, not only the Joe Rogan and Kevin Smith thing, but I listened to, uh, our buddies at the Fandango podcast, Kevin and Vox got into it for quite a bit. And, uh, I got a side with Voxy on this one as usual, Vox is right. And he said it was while everyone applauds ABC for pulling the plug right away, Fox would have rather seen them work through the problem with the show. And uh, that's what I was thinking immediately too, was uh, um, it would be so good if they could keep the production going. And as the show is a topical show, like let's face it, it, it is our modern example of, of uh, all in the family, you know, where it has this person uh, from the other side of the tracks kind of thing, you know, a Trump voter and uh, who we all can't understand how people voted for Trump, but we get to see the world through her eyes and she gets to explain her position and uh, her, you know, her family's opposition to that as well. We got to explore all that. So it would have been cool to see the show take that, you could use the whole scenario as a, dare I say, a learn a teaching moment where, you know, Roseanne or someone in the cast actually sent a tweet like that and they had to deal with the repercussions and the realization of how painful and hurtful something like that could have been. And then the show could have grown with that. The audience could have grown um, and we could have all been dealt a lesson like all in the family style where we, you know, we see all the, all the facets of what can happen with bigotry and racism and who it affects and what the, how we can get past it. So I would, I would have loved to see the show keep going. Unfortunately, you know, ABC's position is Roseanne's the creator and producer and all that jazz. So they didn't want to keep rewarding her with the money that would come in with uh, each episode that makes it to air after such um, a crazy tweet she put out, which of course is in a long run of tweets for her, but that's where I would have liked to seen a, a, a teaching moment somewhere down the line. 
Don't you think that would have been a little bit cheesy though? It could have been, but it could have been, it, it, you know, it, they could have worked it out. They can, they could have come up with something. Like it would have been like, all right, now we learned a lesson. Now I'm now not saying like a very special episode in quotes, but something like that. Like Norman Lear could weave that magic in all in the family and the Jeffersons and stuff like that. Even mash, you know, very special episode of mash, but yeah, I'm sure they could have come up with something. I just hate to see that show go. I'm sure ABC hates to see it go. They were planning on uh, it coming back in the fall. It would have anchored their fall lineup. And believe me, they don't have a lot in the fall. They had a lot riding on that show. And uh, it definitely hurts everybody for it to be taken down. And unfortunately, I forgot to tell my PVR to get that show every week. So I only saw maybe two or three episodes of it. And of course, all the uh, repeats have been taken down as well. So it'll be tough to catch up with that show. Look on the dark web. I wonder if they had produced the DVD set already and if that will be bootlegged and if a couple get out will be like massive collector items because it's not for sale, but you know, a few always leak out. Yeah. I think it'd be able to download episodes somewhere. I'm sure they are still up there, but anyways, that's uh, when, when it was in the news and I, I always look at the sets on shows sets. Always. Uh, I appreciate what the set designers do and the set dressers and to see that set as, you know, perfect reproduction of what it was. And to know that's just going to be tore down drives me bonkers, man. Bonkers. But I love looking at sets, man. Like, uh, Seinfeld. I point out to you, the Newman set, when you get to see Newman's apartment, whoever dressed that set took time ridiculously epic you see in that in that set relates to Newman in some way and, and they're all brilliant I love every single piece of that set why are you leaning back can you be part of a conversation well, I'll just letting you go on can you be part of a this my name's not Kevin I just go on for three hours come on you can be a part I do not love sets <laughs> I can appreciate them. I'm not going to go crazy about it. I love seeing the background stuff. I love it. Especially when a set set dresser is into it. It's good stuff. Uh, you want to talk about that day where we had a nice quiet day at work and we pounded back, what, three or four movies? Did we? Oh, I just remember the one. Um <laughs> <sighs> what the hell was it? It was that Natalie Portman piece of crap sci-fi movie. Oh, I forgot about that one. What the hell was that called? Uh, Antigosh. Antigosian? Annihilation. Annihilation, yeah. Yep, another cheap sci-fi movie. That actually had... Uh, uh, so when I was watching it, it actually reminded me of that Shin Megami Tensei DS game that I was playing where this, the whole premise of uh, the movie Annihilation was uh, this meteorite crashed to Earth and it suddenly 
started emitting like its own sort of uh, energy wall where you could still pass into it, but anything within the perimeter of it uh, would suddenly, you know, start having its genes and DNA altered slowly. And also this area, this expanse that was uh, encompassed by this was gradually expanding outwards. So, you know, military was trying to do like, um, you know, they were sending in military parties to see where the source of it was coming from and if they could reach the center, the epicenter of it. And no parties were returning. And then actually, um, Natalie Portman's uh, husband, who coincidentally just happened to be in the military, was in one of the groups that went in. He was the only sole survivor to to come back. Uh, you know, could you compare it to any other movie, any other alien movie in that sense? I was thinking um, of that one with um, well, the last one I saw prior to this, and I think I saw it with you, is the one where uh, they were trying to, was it the Jodie Foster? They were trying to communicate with the aliens. Um, contact? No, not contact. It was on, it was, took place on earth and they were using like a chalkboard or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the arrival. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Yeah. Not Jodie Foster. Oh, uh, not uh, sorry. Jodie Foster. Um, uh, crap. Ashley Judd. <laughs> Ashley Judd. <laughs> No, what's her face? Red Who hair. was in the movie The Arrival? <laughs> I found five movies for you to choose from. Arrival features Amy Adams, Jeremy Amy Renner, Adams. Forrest Whitaker, and others. That's the one. Yeah, that was another one that just didn't, just didn't quite. Uh, I didn't mind didn't, it. I, I enjoyed it, it more close. than Annihilation. Annihilation was... Uh, I don't know what uh, Portman was thinking. It seems super slow. I, I think it uh, its idea, its concept was great. It just wasn't pulled together properly. I don't think. I think they could have just tightened it up a bit. Um, like there were parts where we were, where I would say to you, "Why are they just sitting there talking?" There's like no haste in their actions. <laughs> they just want to have a little sit and chat it for a little minute. Whereas well, I have you know, a bit more uh, haste. Yeah, they needed haste, but at the same time, I actually got 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, a lot of people love it. Now, I, I will say that we were, I, I couldn't give it 100% attention because we were at work, working away at stuff. A bio biologist's husband disappears. She puts her name forward for an expedition into an environmental disaster zone, but does not find what she's expecting. Yeah. No, you That's explained it. That's a shitty fucking review it's just uh, it was it didn't seem cohesive to me and uh, the thread kept you know like they were losing the thread and then it would come back and then and then near the end i really wanted to pay more attention to what was happening but uh i had stuff going on too so i can't give you 100 percent uh review on that because i wasn't 100 percent on the movie but if it would have grabbed me better I would have been a hundred percent cause I would have put everything down to watch it more. So I was distracted, but uh, the movie allowed me to be distracted. So I'm blaming the movie on that one. 
Can I recommend it? If it's on, yeah, watch it. If it's on, don't go out. Don't go out of your way. I wouldn't say. Same for you. It was written and directed by the guy who did uh, Ex Machina in Twenty Eight Days Later. Well, I can see the tie into Ex Machina. Uh, would I recommend it? Honestly, no. I, like I said, definitely do not go out of your way to watch it. If it's on, I wouldn't. Even, I would. I, I wouldn't even watch it either, man. You'll get nothing out of it. You'll just feel like you've wasted two hours. And how awful was, I'm not going to say her, um, how awful was her, uh, she was great portraying this person, but the, the leader there, the squad leader, what's her face? Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah. The worst squad leader you'd, you'd ever want to have. She She has got the biggest sour puss of a face. Ever Maybe seen. it was her presentation. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was her bad, but the worst squad leader ever. She could not keep a team together. No good. And yeah, she uh, was very stone faced through the whole thing. Um, we also let's continue down the terrible movies of that, that day. We couldn't even get past, I don't know, the first 10, 15 minutes of this movie. That was, it showed on the guide. Starring John Cusack. It was a post-apocalyptic movie. It was pretty much the uh, the plot line for Horizon Zero Dawn. These machines take over, are granted, you know, these abilities and take over the earth in a viral kind of way. And this is like, what'd they say? 91 years after uh, we meet up with this band of people and they're trying to get to this... Uh, safe zone that may or may not exist. I know we've all heard that plot line before. And uh, the movie was called Continuum. I think that's what it was called. And it was so, so bad. So bad. It looked like, looked and was acted like it was a high school production. Even though it had, uh, you know, that kind of plot line had piqued my interest and somehow roped John Cusack into it. I guess it was some Swedish production that was mostly shot. And then they inserted John Cusack in a little bit here and there, but even his performance was like, this is crazy. Well, he can only work with so much that he's given, right? Like I, I, I was saying though, I, I can't imagine why he would have taken this movie. It just, it, it was almost beneath him. Right. I can't, I know didn't he, he started his own production company, right? I think the last couple of movies that he was like the main star in were from his production company. Um, one of them being uh, that that uh, natural disaster movie where he was driving around in the limousine on the bridge and avoiding uh, earthquakes. Mm-hmm. The hell was that? There was that one, and then I think he did. Um, I don't know if Must Love Dogs was under the same production as well. I think you you keep going way back. But yeah, that was terrible. Stay away from that if you see that on your guide coming up. It is. Uh, it's really, really. Great. Or watch it to see what a high school production looks like. John Cusack. 
production company. Exciting. Come on, Wikipedia. That is exciting. People are on the edge of their feet going, gee, I wonder what that production company is. John Cusack. I wonder if his sister's uh, I'm doing this for me. I don't care who's listening. <laughs> You're not doing it for me. I'll nope. tell you that. I'm doing it for me. John You're Cusack, killing production company movies. Not me, man. Google's not being very good tonight. Well, after that, we were excited to. I will take be jumping in, back in. We were excited to take in uh, Jennifer Lawrence's spy thriller movie, uh, Red Sparrow. Word. I forgot about that. Jennifer Lawrence plays this uh, uh, ballerina, this very high class uh, ballerina that um, she gets injured on stage and her career is threatened. And uh, her home is threatened because she doesn't have a career anymore. And she was taking care of her mother. So she was worried about how that is going to happen. And uh, maybe this was all to maneuver her into um, the Russian espionage school where they take uh, pretty young things and teach them the art of uh, sexual manipulation to get what you want. And, uh, these, uh, these young sexy spies were called sparrows. And, uh, so she gets involved with that and, uh, it's a bit of a spy thriller. It had some twists and turns. Um, what, what were your impressions of uh, that movie? I like that actually, especially after the prior two movies, it wasn't great or anything, but it was. It was interesting because, and certainly very plausible, you could see this, you know, happening, or I'm, I'm pretty positive that this, these events have happened, I think through the Russian spy agency and, and with the, uh, they're going against the, what the CIA, I forget whose company that guy was with, but yeah, it was, uh, I enjoyed it, man. And I uh, get to see uh, Jennifer Lawrence and all her uh, in her uh, birthday suit. And there were certainly yeah. parts of it that were very, uh, I wouldn't say graphic, but a little bit shocking, like how she gets injured and, you know, some of the stuff done to uh, certain people in the movie, movie, right? Mm-hmm. A little bit of retribution, a little bit of lesson learning. Torture scenes training. and all that. The training. Yeah, training. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Was, it was good. I wanted to, uh, I think I mentioned it to you as well. I wanted to see her, or I want to see her at some point in that movie where it was, uh, <sighs> she's the wife in the house or something and the house is haunted or. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think that played big at the Toronto Film Festival. Yeah. It called Mother. Something like that. Mother, that's right. Yeah, it was supposed to be decent. I don't know what happened to that. You think that would have played by now on our channels, but um, yeah, Red Sparrow is is like classic spy drama where it's a lot of uh, confusion, con- trying to confuse the audience about who's on whose side and who's playing who and all that. So a good classic uh, spy movie. Um, not perfect, you know it. Oh. it 
drags in spots. And like I said, with the other movie, it like loses its thread a couple times and then, then it comes back. Um, I think I found uh Cusack's production company. It's called oh, new, new crime productions, but I, it was way better than the other, uh, female spy drama. Oh, I saw not too long ago. Uh, the, what was it called with what's her face? Uh, atomic blonde. Did I, I talk about that movie yet. yet? No, I haven't watched it yet. I got on the PVR. It was really tough not to walk away from that movie. It was really tough. Like I wanted to leave several times, but, uh, but I stayed with it and, uh, it, it was trying to be like a modern film noir almost. And I thought people enjoy it. Maybe people did. I just, I wasn't buying it. I wasn't buying it. And I don't think it was put together. Well, no, do I, I do not give a recommend to atomic blonde with Charlize there on. She, she did a great performance and everything, but it was just drenched in, uh, like, uh, I can't think of the word. It, it, it was just, um, almost conceded what they were trying to do. It was like just way over the top in style. It was arrogant, arrogant filmmaking. That's what I'm trying to say. Does that make sense? Yep. Joe is still looking right. for John Cusack production company. So his production company is called new crime productions. He's actor, writer, and producer in it. Uh, and credits to it are Hot Tub Time Machine, War Inc., Grace is Gone, Gross Point Blank, The Jack Bull, High Fidelity, and Never Get Out of the Boat. All right. I've lost interest. <laughs> well, my point was, though, a lot of these guys do their own production companies when there might be less or no work coming in their in their, in their their way, right? So they they do it as a means for them to still star in a vehicle and bring cash in, right? What shocked me most this day when we had our movie watching was the next movie I put on, which is very, very familiar to me and uh, is like a nice warm blanket. I like to wrap myself in, put it on every so often and watch through it. And Joe kept asking me, what movie is this? What are you watching? What is that? Who is this? What is this guy? I don't know I've what you're talking for. What is this? What movie is this? Yeah, there's a lot of that. What is this? What was well, the name of that Jennifer Lawrence movie we just watched? You don't know what this movie is, Joe? Well, I don't care. But what is this? Well, do you want to know? No, I don't care. What is it? We found out that Joe, Mr. Cinema Expert himself, has never seen the movie Animal House. I've seen parts of it. Mm, if you could, if you saw the scenes and you couldn't place it no. as animal house, then you have seen none of it. My friend, that's just fine. It just explains a lot about the comedy thing that Dude, we talk about a lot. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nope. Who, who doesn't care? Listen, you You're going take, on about John Cusack. Let's about talk about production animal company. House. Let's talk about Animal no, House. You can How take you your, missed Animal House. You can house. take your Animal House 
And you can go fucking sit over at Kevin's house while he watches uh, some Bill Murray movie. And you both can do whatever you want together. Not, this on, my, is, not on my time. I guess this is why you don't understand comedy. Because you I and... You, I, dude. You and Foxy have never seen any it's comedy not, movies. It's not important. And no one cares. <laughs> no one cares? Nope. And actually... Uh, before Animal House, it we finished off. Uh, Meatballs was playing too. Another Bill Murray. Uh, and I don't remember. Did you know what Meatballs was? Probably not, right? No one cares. Yes, I knew what the movie Meatballs was. No one cares. Haven't, haven't seen all of it. And I didn't I, realize that Meatballs was shot. So uh, I knew it was a Canadian movie, but I didn't realize how close it had shot to us. It was uh, shot on location in Halliburton. Do you know where Halliburton is, Joe? Now I can sleep better knowing that. <laughs> knowing what? Are you still on John Cusack? No, that it was shot in Halliburton. I think we should put you on a plane and put Voxy on a plane and you two meet somewhere in the middle and just watch comedy movies. And maybe you guys will come back normal. I got better things to do with my life. <laughs> have you seen any National Lampoon movies? Yes, I have. Well, mainly the vacation movies. Hmm. You know what? We still got to watch that uh, Netflix series on the National Lampoon. I keep forgetting about that. Can you do that on your own time? Hmm. Like yeah, I got to watch that. Can you watch that at your house? Maybe you'll learn something about comedy if you watch it. Hmm. Hmm. Well, ask me if I care. Do you care that uh, I saw a promo that uh, Mark Marin's show Glow is coming back in nope. the end of this month? June 26th, uh, Glow will be released. That'll be exciting. Nope. What did you think of that hey. Spider-Man uh, trailer we saw today? That was good. Uh, okay. Talk about something fun and interesting. I watched that Spider-Man trailer, and uh, it explores the Miles Morales storyline, which is beyond when I stopped reading the Spider-Man comic. This is okay, unknown. Explain that to me, because I stopped way before that. I, I'm not going to explain something I'm not a hundred percent familiar with because I don't, basics. I don't like stepping. Well, I, at some point, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, uh, takes a young miles Morales under his wing who also has spider powers and teaches them the way of Spider-Man. Now I don't remember if that's their alternate dimensions. I think they're alternate, alternate realities. Peter Parker somehow goes to his reality as Spider-Man finds Miles Morales, teaches him to be Spider-Man. And that went yeah, on from what they showed though. Peter Parker was like a, I don't want to say like washed up and sort of like bum like, but he was older than the Peter Parker that we're familiar or accustomed to in the movies yeah. that we've seen. Yeah. Yeah. It's adult, adult Peter Parker. He's been doing Spider-Man for a long yeah, time, but he wasn't, you know, he was, it's like he was, uh, I don't want to use the term bum, 
but you know what I mean? Like he was, well, he, yeah, he had like a slobby scene where he's very, yeah, munching yeah. on hamburgers and stuff. He didn't have any money with him. He was like, I think that's very slovenly. I think that's cause he went to that other uh, dimension. So he had no money. I think that's what that was about. Like it just seemed like things weren't going good for him. Yeah, right. But he was willing to train, like you said, this alternate dimensional Spider-Man. And then there was also, uh, at the very end, they showed the female spider person. What was her name? It was Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy as, uh, in a white spider suit. And like all through that trailer, there was like two or three times it gave me goosebumps. Like the hair on my arm stood up. That happened for real. And that, that only happens when I see something super cool or hear a new band that uh, blows me away with a song. And it's like my spidey sense. I have a spidey sense and that's it. Mm. My hair on my arms stand up. And it happened several times in that trailer. Even though I'm not even that aware of that Miles Morales storyline, it was just so well put together. The animation, there were so many cool things they were doing that you won't, that you just can't do with live action that they did in the animation. It was so fast and so creative. And, uh, you know, with the, the, the like comic narrative bubbles coming up and he was running past them in 3d, there's just all kinds of neat things happening at a million miles an hour too. And, uh, the hair on my arm stood up. So that got me excited. It will be cool to see like a, 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 a well-budgeted animated feature film on Spider-Man. So that, I didn't even know this was coming. This was a shock to me when it dropped today on, on Twitter. We saw the trailer. And you got all hard and erect and your hand disappeared for a small amount of time. When now, people should also know that you said Miles Morales, right? Yeah. And he's also known as the black Spider-Man. Um, so the character is created by Brian Michael Bendis and artist Sarah Pacelli. Uh, drawing inspiration from both then U.S. President Barack Obama and American actor Donald Glover. Uh, and first appearance was Ultimate Fallout number four, August 2011. species human mutate hmm. yeah I, I never this was way after i stopped reading it so this is pretty interesting yeah i didn't like any of the this the ultimate line of comics spider-man ultimate they were more geared to the to the teenies miles morales first appeared in ultimate fallout following the death of peter parker miles is the second spider-man to appear in ultimate marvel blah 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 um, yeah, I, I guess I, it doesn't say anything about the storyline. So I wonder if it's something completely new that they've, they've written. And this is actually coming to theater, right? Yeah. It's, do you not listen to anything I say when I talk nope. or nope. you just look at John Cusack production companies abilities? This is what uh, I'm standing up for. Superhuman strength, speed and Agility. Okay. Yeah, we know what Spider-Man's abilities No. Are. This is uh, Morales's. He's got camouflage. He's got venom strike. Uh, bioelectric energy threads produced from fingers. 
How did he get all this shit? Okay, so cool. All right, can I say what you got all excited about when your hand disappeared into your pants? I don't remember that happening, so. Well, there's to, two things. Feel free there, to make something up. There was one of your uh, tranny buddies did a video and mentioned you, and you got all fucking sit up straight in my chair, all out of tension while that was going on, and then clickety-clack on the comments. It was the first time he commented in a week on anything, but commented on that. One of your buddies, I don't know who was it, Moltron or some god he's, no he's known on YouTube as the Collector 75. He's from uh, England. Right. He mentioned Joe. Man. Oh, boy. He was stiff at attention. And then someone got Joe to check out the new Bumblebee trailer, which oh, we, I forgot about that. Yeah. we groaningly started, but uh, you were... We're quite excited by it by the end of it. I what a take! It's like an exact copy of uh, Iron Giant from what it looks like on the trailer. It's uh, like they, they know people like the Iron Giant, people still talk about the Iron Giant. Can we do something like the Iron Giant? Maybe it'll be a classic like the Iron Giant. And so that's what this trailer is looking like. Not that that's bad. Could be good. No, uh, I was thinking like, yeah, Iron Giant slash. There's also a continuity line of the Transformers that took place uh, sort of like in the medieval times, where you know they'd be fashioned under like uh, uh, steampunk. Sorry, steampunk's kind of style. So that's what Bumblebee sort of reminded me of in some of his poses. But uh, I think the, the most impressive part was, I think we both agreed on it, uh, uh, they showed a quick shot of uh, Starscream, a very reminiscent of his actual G1 uh, toy character, as opposed to the Michael Bay uh, flying uh, triangle. <laughs> right yeah well anything be better than that but we only saw it for like a half a second well we i stopped it and did it yes frame. but yes. even his transformation was here we go close to uh the g1 toy where the nose cone sort of folds All up right. down under and into the chest and then the head comes out afterwards and when he was went from jet mode we're actually still did look like a his toy and he went to robot mode. There were still semblances of his jet that you could see. It wasn't a complete mat. Like, like, like all parts of his jet would disappear like the Michael Bay movies. And yeah. you would see like this mash of robot parts and there was no distinguishable features to show yes. like, you know, any sort of prior semblance of looking like a jet. You know what I mean? No, there'd be no body panels on any Michael Bay robot. It's just yeah. all a mess of uh, cross. Well, there was for some, like obviously for Optimus Prime, but for most parts, yeah, it was just like a like like you said, the body panels would somehow completely disappear into the into the robot mode. So you well, paused that thing, and all expert Joe came out full on. Let me tell you what this what's going on here. He paused on Starscream, started getting his pointer out, 
Oh, as you can see on the anterior dorsi of the left orbital, this is uh, G1, reminiscent. We're talking night, probably 1985, 86 on that. And uh, if you look over here at the posterior, yeah, they they got that pretty close. I think that's pretty good. I, I think stepped away. I just stepped away for a minute, and I could still hear you fucking <laughs> Alvin chipmunking away through my headphones. What do you want me to do? Stop and wait for you to come back? I don't know, but you sound like someone on. Uh, it was hilarious. The, uh, you sound like someone on one of the YouTube <laughs> shows that we listen to. It was just funny seeing expert Joe trying to give a expert. lesson. I was just excited because, hey, sorry, it's not comedy. <laughs> nuts. You were giving a lesson to everybody in there. It was great. I loved it. Well, it's about time something finally good happened in these Bay movies. So you are excited for this. Well, like I said, I hate the female kid character. I've got no Some time reason. for that. I hate these stupid kids in these movies. She's not a kid. It's not like 14-year-old. No, like she's teenager still. Uh, I don't know if they're playing her as a teenager per se, but like what you know, Bumblebee as we were introduced to him in the comics, uh, was a friend with Spike who was how old and that was in the comics forever. So why can't you have a kid in there? Suddenly that's not authentic because enough for Because we've Joe? had to deal with that through all hey. the Bay movies, man. You got to have your Meg, whatever her name is with no, the, the boobies flopping her out. either, man. Is that what you need? I got no time for her either. Mm. Let's just have robots. Anyways, uh, I, you're right. Bumblebee. And robot mode, you could clearly see his fenders. You know, you could see car parts on him. Look like the toy. Uh, it was kind of, it was a breath of fresh air. What is Michael Bay's involvement in this? Is He's he not directing it, that's for sure. I don't He's know. Just a, maybe producer. So maybe there's hope for this. Maybe. I'm just waiting for the whole franchise to be rebooted over again. What's it called? Bumblebee? Bum. I spell Bumblebee. Bumblebee. I wonder what production company Bumblebee is. Uh, I think he has his own production company. Let me look that up. Siri, what production company does Bumblebee own? And we sit here for half an hour thinking about that as he looks okay, at it. So it's directed by Travis Knight. Go. There we go. No indication of Michael Bay. Oh, you're right. He produced it along with Lorenzo de Bonaventura. It's not a good thing either. All right. Well, since you're there, just give its release date and let's close this off. Scheduled to be released on December 21st, 2018. Budget $102 million. That's cheap as hell. Maybe they need to be cheap. You know, a studio says, look, you can have a Transformers movie. You got 50 million, well, figure it out. And then they get to do it cheap. They might be doing that because the last Bay movie was the least successful out of all the ones that were released. Yeah. But when you give these guys no money, they come up with ingenious ways of doing it if they're good like james cameron with the terminator you know just make it happen figure yeah, it but out he is an anomaly he's he's one of those directors that can do that it's not like you know that's how you 
like who knows great. what this new guy does with a hundred million dollars if it's you that's know. how great directors are born man by the pressure of it ridley scott same way got no money figure it out you know a uh, robocop guy figure it out make it look good I think that was a different Clash time period, though, man. There, there wasn't the technology that we have now in terms of computers and whatnot. To that's good. Figure it out practically. Peter well, Jackson. I prefer all these guys had to come up with things. I prefer a more practical movie. I, I prefer a more dumbed down movie. Unfortunately, all right, I'm not going to get it now because it doesn't hold the attention of the fans out there. All right, guys. I've had enough. Joe's kept me up way past my freaking bedtime. I get to have no sleep and drive two hours into work in the morning because uh, I have to be there early or else things will go crazy. And uh, thanks for making me do this with a cranky Joe. I'm thanking you, Joe, for making me do this with a cranky you. I'm not cranky. Oh. I got cranky when you started oh. masturbating to, to comedy movies. Let's let's sit and listen to you look up production companies. That's exciting. Let's sit hearing you talk about Animal House and meatballs. Oh boy, when I brought that up, someone went into a shell right away. The old armory went up. Oof. I tell you, he's something. He is something. I love it. You're something. Shields up. So thanks everybody for joining us on another weird episode. That's like three weird ones in a row. I think, why don't you do your one thing? Tell people oh. where to find us. My one thing. Eh? How about I apologize for not having any video content this week on the YouTube channel. That was 200 subscribers for five and a half hours. You can find bill on Twitter at, I'm going to be doing some goddamn editing on this piece of garbage. Oh, great. Some more Joe post editorializing oh you have to you can find <laughs> bill on twitter at stc pod and you can follow me on twitter at ac decepticon go to stcpod.com for all your amazon needs i know that much if you're looking to buy stuff from amazon like you and i just did today bill and i just made a special purchase today off of amazon uh, and we did it off the stc pod homepage because there's a link at the very top where anything that you buy literally gives us pennies back in return, which we use to put towards making this show easier for us to do. Which we did. We put it towards, we have a major piece of equipment coming. Yep. Remember, subscribe to us <laughs> on YouTube at youtube.com slash start to continue. And uh, if you're listening to us, you got to check out some of the great podcasts, blogs, and videos from people in our community at cartridgeclub.org. And uh, also get your hotel rooms booked for uh, C3 Con, the Cartridge Club family reunion happening this year in July, last weekend in July in Chicago. Everyone who calls uh, the Cartridge Club home is please invited to come and join us. Uh, for an exciting weekend, but uh, we have a special rate for a hotel room. So you got to check that out, get that rate locked in. You can find that on the forums at cartridgeclub.org or a lot of folks on Twitter have that pinned to their front page, including Mrs. Q dog. And so Bill look is for looking for one more roommate to share his room with. What? So those of you looking for a room still, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, feel free to hit he'll feel free to hit Bill up on Twitter. We're, we're He's looking up. for someone to share a bed with. We're pulled up and share the room with. So we're full. DM we're Bill on Twitter at STC Pod. Joe is needing people to ask him to come. That's the only way he'll come if you ask him. So I think that's what he's saying. All right. That's it. Thank you. Post it. Post it. <laughs>